guess who's back and cuntier than ever? <laughs> it's not me. It's my sister. It's me, bitches. <laughs> Did you like that intro? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I didn't know if you're referring to me or you. I know. That was the joke. It was pretty good. Yeah. So life update we tried to become nba wives yesterday went to well my first basketball game um it was pretty cool it was pretty close we dressed really cute nobody paid attention to us but that's okay because we don't need anyone the seats were really good y'all yeah it was it was quite an experience it was really awesome um i was fully drunk i feel like every time i go to an event and i'm drunk I regret it not being drunk, but I regret for everyone else who's around me because I feel like I've embarrassed everyone. So I'm sorry if I've embarrassed you. No, it was a fun time and nothing can be as embarrassing as the time that I got escorted home by the police for causing a public ruckus. So do you care to elaborate (laughs) for the people who don't know? (laughs) I guess that warrants an explanation. So in my heyday... In college, a couple years. heyday. Like when you're in your prime. Ew, you're such a Milan. Okay, everyone knows the word heyday. But a couple years ago, I was just living my life, and my friend and I snuck into a basketball game, and we drank a lot, and we were just being really embarrassing, and there was this undercover cop that saw us, and... He just really busted us, me particularly, and they kept on featuring me on the Jumbotron. Oh my God, because I love that. I guess the guy that was like running it was just totally fucking around and he He's saw. The ship. Yeah, and he saw how like embarrassing I was being and like toppling over and like my hair in my face. Like I was a demon that night. And they kept putting me and blowing me up on the big screen. And I had people texting me the next day being like, We saw you on the Jumbotron. I think three people said they saw me. And anyway, I got escorted home that night and... At least you got an escort home. Yeah, yeah, I guess. It was just scary, though. Like, nobody wants to be around the police in, like, one of your most vulnerable moments. And, and this was right before I submitted my application to grad school. And so I had to put on my... Okay, I had to put on my application that I was not in good standing with the university. So I really thought I wasn't getting in. That's, I mean, but how does that qualify as you're not in good standing? You just got a police escort. No, because they like wrote up a report about me and I had to go to like the dean and like plead my case and do this whole ethics seminar to prove that I'm a good person. Like it really escalated out of control. I hate that they're like, you're causing a scene at the basketball game. You're a horrible person. Yeah. And that's why I think I still got into grad school because when I explained what happened on the first page of my application, also that sucked. It had to be on the first page. So all they saw was my name and that I'm not in good standing and an explanation why. And then they saw my transcripts. So I had to explain, but I think the person that read it was probably like, oh, she's so fun and patriotic. Like, she cares about her school Not loyalty. Patriotic. I mean, that kind of speaks just, to your, like, caliber of dedication. You're just girl bossing, you were gatekeeping, and you were go gata. <laughs> Hard. You were gating. Girl boss, gatekeep, gate, gata. Gata. <laughs> they read that and they're like, hmm, my kind of girl. Yeah, that's what I think. You are bringing, you're bringing the pride to. You're double gata, gata. Gata, go I gata. Hate when, I hate when, side rant, I hate when people say, like, go gata. G-A-T-A. Yeah, I, I don't like the G-A-T-A. Just put gator. I don't know where that came from. I mean, I, I say gata. it. It's something you type, not say. Gata. 
Gagetta. It's, it's Gagata. Gagata. Wait, is it Gagat? Gag. Oh my Shut god. Up. It's Gata. Gata. <laughs> Coach Crouch. Um, <laughs> if you know, you know. Nobody knows who Coach Crouch is. Anyway, um, Colton's gay. Shut That's up. That's crazy. I watched that documentary with my sister, and it, it changed my life and my perception on Colton. Anyway. So, this bitch is leaving. She got a job offer. She's no longer oh, yeah. unemployed. Big news for Huge fans of the news. pod. Yeah. So, basically, that's really awesome that she has this job. Super proud of her. But, you know, I'm also a little bit sad that she's leaving. Um, so, in honor of her leaving, I've actually written out some things I hate about her. And I'm just going to Okay, this is news to me. Sharing this. <clears throat> One of the things I will not miss when she moves is her excessive stomping around the house. I have to stomp. You I don't have to stomp. I can't get from point A to B without stomping. You don't have to stomp. It's so bad. Like, the whole... I feel like the house is quaking, shaking. I feel like it's it's literally earthquaking. I don't have a delicate so, foot. She does not have a delicate foot. And thank God we live in a one-story house because if we lived in a two-story house and if I was on the bottom floor, like, thank God you're living on the bottom floor when you move. Mm -hmm. Your roommates could not stand you if you're upstairs. Mm -hmm. Anyway, won't be missing the stomping. The next thing, won't be missing the noises that you make when you eat. That's a huge pet peeve of mine. I was just I bringing it up at dinner. I savor my meals. No, you don't even savor it. This is the noise she makes. She thinks everything is spicy, and it's become such a habit now that even when she eats normal things, she'll still go... <sighs> like, you're literally eating, like, chips or ice cream, and you're still doing it out of habit. And then my dad started doing it. And then I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Like, I, I, like, I get, like, my ick is when people eat and they're not like clean eaters or they make noise when they eat like i, I can't stand it things are spicy in this household so that is they're my really coping not. mechanism they're really not but it's it's fine but then it became your everything because you it started to form as a habit because everything is spicy like that's how weak my taste buds are i don't know what to tell you okay um another thing that i will not miss is the way that you eat cereal straight out of the box that was acceptable, and then I turned 10, and I was like, that's not acceptable anymore. You definitely did that until you were, like, 17. Okay, well, I don't do that now. That was, like, four years ago. So, it's the way that she was eating Cocoa Puffs at 9.30 p.m. straight out of the box. Maybe it's iconic. Maybe it's gross. I don't know. It's camp. So, anyway, <laughs> I, that's one way to put it. Um, finally, I will not miss just generally um how messy you are but that's no longer my problem that's the problem of your roommates wait where am i messy now. because my room i take pride in keeping my room clean you're right your room is a lot neater than mine it's it's the aura of mess you don't get it some girls are just messy by nature i have never claimed to be like a clean put together person i'm messy my look at look at this room this studio room this is <laughs> if you could see the disgusting shambly squalor no my room. okay the reason my room is always so dirty is because of clothes i hate laundry i refuse to do it like my room is never messy and gross there's just unfolded clothes everywhere because i am a strong believer in not folding clothes so i just pick out of the basket and when i try on like six different outfits before i go to work or before i like go out to meet up with friends and i never fold it so it's just all over my room they're all clean just all over my room which results in a mess 
Yeah, for sure. So anyway, those are things I'm not going to miss about you. Wow. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Beautiful way of starting. I know it really was because obviously I'm going to miss so many great things about you, but I'm not going to be um, emotional on the pod today. So (laughs) yeah, yeah. When you miss me, look at that list of things that you hate, and then you'll you'll feel so much better. I'll be like, I don't want that bitch to come back. Exactly. Anyway, that's not the point of why we're here. We are here because we have had many unfortunate experiences in our life. Um, actually, way too many. Just a lot. So we're going to share them and we're calling it worst first, even though... Wait, maybe we... Does that make sense? First Probably not. Worst. I know. It's it's debatable. It's, it's camp. The reason that we want to call it that is because it rhymes. Yeah. So I'm sorry if this wasn't actually our first or our worst, but the term worst first rhymes. So, so that's just that's what we're calling it. You know what? If Helen Keller can write a book and fly a plane, I can literally do whatever I want. Exactly. Fuck her. Exactly. Camp. camp. Anyway, <laughs> that's my excuse for everything. It's camp. Um, yeah. So first, I would love to discuss our worst first date. Ooh. Okay. Mine is a long story, so you can go first. Okay. Oof. Well, to be honest, I haven't had like a first worst or worst first date because I just feel like nothing that bad has happened to me on a first date. Um, the only thing that really comes to mind is when this guy said that Lana Del Rey was an industry plant. No. I, to this day, don't really know what that means. Like, I, I've heard Planted people... who? Yeah, I've heard people say industry plant as like a, I guess like a demeaning term, like they're not authentic, but... I just, I took offense to that. I felt like he was calling me out specifically and that, to me, like dampened it so bad that I would go so far as to say that was my worst first date. That's, that's pretty crazy. Like, I'm so sorry that I looked at him so differently after that. But that's like that. insulting, like, someone that's like your family. If somebody's like, I hate your sister, she's an industry plant. I would be like, what are you talking about? I love how we're about? likening Lana to a sister. I mean, she is a sister. Yeah, but the, honestly, like, he's allowed to have an opinion, but it was just annoying because I was talking about how much I loved her. And then if you, like, chime in with the fact that you, like, hate something that I just said I loved, it's like, that's just mean. Like, you it's obviously could have kept that to yourself. It's not a good look, especially when you're on a first date. Yeah. Like, keep your opinion to yourself because it really like, doesn't matter. Also, like, say something real. Like, say, oh, her music's not for me, or oh, her right. music can be really slow. Industry plan. Yeah, like, that's not even true. That's first. That's such a bullshit way of saying you don't... Just say it. Yeah, just, just say, say you, you don't, don't, like don't her mu- Say also, you don't understand. Say you don't know her music. Yeah. Like, you would not be calling someone an industry plant if you, like, heard their behind-the-scenes sessions, their unreleased songs, yeah. their lyric writing process. You don't like, even... He probably just, like is like spewing something he read on like a weird like incel subreddit thread you know exactly. what i mean like you're not you're just saying something that somebody you else are, said yeah you're like you're repeating not, sound bites exactly you are just another person you're another gen <laughs> zer repeating tiktoks yeah exactly he has no real opinion and that's shitty and i'm sorry to sit through that date i would literally get up and be like you obviously don't value my time and you don't like me so you can get out exactly okay i feel like yours is probably genuinely worse though it is and i'm just gonna preface it with saying I am a great first dater. Like I Yeah, am, I think you said this in another ep too. Like, really? You don't have I don't bad, have bad dates. first dates at because least. Because I I'm a great conversationalist, especially if there's drinks involved. But honestly, I've never been on a date that I've had drinks because um I've never been on a date without. Wow. Well, I mean, I'm 22 <laughs> recently and I like had a boyfriend when I was 21. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so crazy. I've never been on a date with drinks. Anyway, if anyone wants to take me on a date with drinks, um, <laughs> this is a formal it. plea. This is no, this is not a plea. 
I, I like mm. to do philanthropy on weekends. <laughs> so if you're interested, you let me know and I'll pick the nicest, most expensive bar. <laughs> anyway, I, I'm a really good first date person and like, I don't know, I'm just a, I just like to ask a lot of questions about people and I love to talk about myself. So like, give me a platform and I will literally talk for hours about myself. Hence the pod. Hence the pod. I'm obsessed with myself. I'm a Leo. Anyway, we, um, one of my friends, he was like, hey, like, um, my friend, he always swipes up on my Snapchats whenever you're on it. Like, he really thinks you're cute. Like, can I set you guys up? And I was like, yeah, of course. And so he sets me up on this date, right? And it, I know barely in, any information about this guy. Like, I don't know anything about him. So this is like, I would say the closest to a blind date, except like I did stalk his Instagram, but that was still Instagram, like really bold of you to go. It is, it is really crazy, but I've done crazier, so it's fine. But... I will say that men's Instagrams are never a good indicator of what they current day look like. Yeah, like, or even the kind the of way. person they are. Like, you cannot tell. Can't, because men don't know how to take photos. Like, they always, I will go on a limb and, you know, give, I'll throw the bone, I'll give men the extra credit where they're really not due, but they don't, it doesn't do any justice for the Instagram photos. I would say that most men look better in real life than they do over Instagram. Yeah. So, good job, men. So you stalked his page and it was just like nothing? It was, yeah. So basically like, it was like three photos, first of all. One of them was of his dog. One of them was him and his mom, but it was like from 2017. I was like, this is not (laughs) Like his prom picture. Yeah. I was like, this is, I don't even know what he looks like, but like, whatever. I'm just going to do it for shits and gigs. I only know, we Snapchat like barely here and there. And he's like, okay, like, let me know when you're back in Orlando because I was in college. I was home one weekend and I was like, hey, like, I'm actually home. And he was like, okay, well, I would love um, if you could like come over to my house. And I was like, so this is like a booty call. Like, this uh, is weird. Oh, wait, that was your I thought first it was a date. date. So yeah, I was like, whatever, I'm just going to pull up to his house. I go to his house and my, this guy is so not my type. Like, not my type at all like he's huge like he's yoked anyone who knows me knows like i'm scared of men who work out this guy was like a gym rat he was built as fuck like i can't believe he went to a gym rat's house i know like this is so out of character it's so out of character i pulled to his house huge guy fucking full sleeves everywhere he has his thighs tatted like he's yatted up and so um i come in and he opens the door and i'm like hey and I, i hate admitting this but my like inner bad bitch like whenever i go on a first date it's like my ritual like i listen to seven rings in my car and i I hate that because i have this whole like gripe about ariana grande but you know the song is a banger so every single time like i would meet up with sugar daddy jason or you know whatever be nervous like even on my first day at my job that i currently work at i was playing seven rings before i got that i should play that like in the car before my first day you should you should it's it's such a like you know like okay i'm a bad bitch i'm a bad bitch i got this i got this and it's a great motivating hype up song Anyway, he opens the door and immediately, immediately I can smell the whiskey off of his tongue. Like he's drunk. Like he must be drunk. Like, and if not, like, why are you drinking whiskey? Like you're pre-gaming your date? Like, I mean, I'm I mean, a whatever, fan of pre-gaming like, dates, but this is like so sus. Like the whiskey on his breath. He's it was gym too rat much. in his house. Like, yeah. It's this is scary. Violation. So I get in the house and he's like can I pour you a whiskey? And I was like, fuck no, you can't. I was like 20. I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing, well, I don't underage drink. And I was like, you know, I'm not like depressed enough at my life at this point where I will drink just whiskey straight. Um, I'm sure I'll get there, but I just wasn't there at that point. Yeah. So, you know, I was like, no, I'm good. And he's like, okay. And I was like, so like, what's going on? And he was like, 
oh yeah, like we're doing our date somewhere else. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, like let's get in my car. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And I was like, should you be driving? Like, weren't you drinking? And he's like, I'm fine. And I was like, oh my gosh, like he was aggressive. And I was like, oh, okay. So we get in his car. Like I literally got to his house and we left. And I was like, where are we going? He's like, I don't want to tell you. And I was like, I'm sex trafficked right now. Like I'm literally going to die. Like so scary. Yeah. And I was like, I was like freaking out. I was like, you know what? This is one of my friends, really good friends. Okay, nothing's gonna happen because like I have my location shared with like at least fifty people right now. My friend knows I'm on this date. Like it's fine. We're driving around. We're driving around. And let me tell you, he drives a Mustang. That's all you need to know. Wait, is that a oh bad huge car? red flag? It's just Mustang drivers. I find often drive very rash, recklessly, like too much. Yeah, like if you have money, just get an Audi. Why are yeah. you driving like a Mustang? It, it was not the vibe. And when I tell you, he was the most unsafe driver. He was whipping it like so badly that I had to tell him. I was like, hey, like, do you mind slowing down? Like, it's it's scary. He goes, oh, you're scared? You can just hold on to me. <laughs> I was like, no, you idiot. I'm going to die. Like, behavior. I was like, oh, my God. And he's like, oh, like, but you're scared. I mean, you're scared. Nothing's going to happen to you. I was like, are you serious? And he goes, I, I was like, have you ever gone to a car accident? And he goes, yeah, I hit this grandma once, but like, she's fine, I think. And I was like, what are you t- what are you talking about right now? I felt so unsafe. He was speeding. I was not having a good time. He was like blasting like Hispanic music, which was the only good part of the ride. And then he was telling me about how much he loves Latino women. And I was like, this is so weird. Like, I'm literally in the car with you. Like, I'm asian like what's happening and finally like we pull up and we're at the airport like the orlando what? yeah we're at mco airport the and day I was like, is that you're going to paris the day is that he's <laughs> shipping me out of the country i was like oh my god am i getting deported or something like it was so crazy and we get there and i'm like oh like what are we doing there for like i was literally freaking out and he was like Oh, I actually work here. And I was like, okay, like, what are what we doing What is he, here? a pilot? No, he's not a pilot. He just works at the airport. And like, in I, one of the booths? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, selling duty-free Honestly, perfume. he probably wheels people around all day. I don't know. But yeah, he... <laughs> the duty-free. <laughs> Those motherfuckers. Anyway, um, he takes me up to, like, this, like, garage that only employees park in. And he's speeding in the garage and i hate when people speed in the garage because like you could easily collide with a car there like everybody hates when people whip it around the corner and so we're driving we're driving we're driving and he parks and we get like in this elevator i've never seen this part of the um airport before because like obviously like i don't fucking work in the vendor and so we go into the elevator and we're on the helicopter pad of mco like the highest like upmost part of the building it said like restricted access like and he's like i can't even be here but like let's just do it so we like hopped this like little thing and we and it was actually really cool like we were on top of the entire airport like on the helicopter pad this isn't the right person to be on like the tippy top of a building with no yeah he's not too scared no it gets worse but you know that part was like you know what this is pretty cool like i've actually never done this before it's a really unique date like that's that's cool and we saw like the whole skyline you could see the orlando eye you could see like everything like it was it was really cool but then he opened his mouth and i was like oh no i hate him and he was like asking me questions he's like oh like where are you from like you know tell me about your family a little bit and i was like oh like i'm from windermere and 
I no other words could come out of my mouth before he goes, oh, so you've never worked for anything in your life. So you're rich. Oh, okay. You don't even know what it's like. You don't even work hard, I bet. And I was like, what are you literally talking about? I worked at Panera Bread since I was 16. Why is okay? he being so combative he for like a obs- date? He's like, I bet your parents pay for your college. And I was like, okay, one, yes, they do. Two, I'm very fortunate and I have never in my life been like, a dick about that i know i'm lucky but i like what he was just like making all these like presumptions that i was some rich asshole and i was like i literally am so middle class it hurts like you have no idea anything about me but he wouldn't even let me get another word out he was being so judgmental and then he was like okay well um let's just walk around whatever and so we're walking around and he like fake pushes me off of the building and, and he's like but i'll catch you but i'll catch you and then he was like let me squat you I was like, what are you talking about? And he picks me up and starts squatting me against my will. I hate him. This Jimmer, I hate him. He's like, he criticizing me. He's like, I bet your parents pay for college. He's like fucking squatting me. He's like, this is easy. This like, is easy. Like, not even a joke. Does he have bipolar disorder? I think he might, honestly. Like, it was so crazy. He'd be like, oh, like, you're so beautiful. And he's like, oh, what if I push you off this building? We gotta catch you because I'm so strong. And I was like, what are you saying? And this is why, like, I have such a deep hatred for gym rats. And it's because, like, I'm allowed to. Like, this experience alone is, like, the worst. I'm, I'm going to have to go quickly through this because this is not even the worst part of the date. It gets so oh much Oh my worse. God. Okay, get there. Yeah. So basically, we're doing all of this on top of the thing and then somebody comes down and they're like, you're not supposed to be up here and then we ran away. It was That part was pretty cool. It was very romantic. Well, not romantic. It was like romanticizing. Anyway, we go back. He's whipping the car back all the way home and I'm fucking scared for my life. And I was so quiet during the whole car ride. We get back to his house and he was oh do you want a whiskey and I was like I've literally told you I'm good and he's like okay well do you want to go to the dock and I was like sure why not and so we go to this dock it's like right behind his house which he wouldn't shut up about because he bought it and he was so happy and I was like happy for him but I just really didn't go fuck at this point and so we walk out to his dock right and it's it's obviously like night at this point and um we're just walking around and we get to like the point of the dock where it's just like the water I don't know and we're just looking around and he's like, oh, like, ha like, um, I bet I could push you and catch you. Like, doing the same thing he was saying on top of the, um, MCO, the airport. And then he pushes me and forgets to catch me. Okay, let me repeat that. He pushed me, didn't catch me because he's not as strong as he thought. And I fell into the lake. Okay, he has the worst I fell reflexes. into the lake. And you know what my ass did? I grabbed my hand out and ripped him down with me. Because I was like, I'm not going alone. I can't believe this. Disgusting. I got pushed into a lake on my one of my first dates. Are we sure he forgot to catch you? Yes, 100 percent 100 percent Not forget, like he just his reflexes weren't as fast as he thought. But my reflexes were, so I grabbed his ass down. So anyway, we're both in this lake and I'm fucking sobbing and florida lakes are not a joke first of all amoeba second of all dirt 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 mud mud gross nasty and i was so disgusted and he like pulled me out and we were walking out and i didn't say one word i was like oh my god this could not this is the worst thing i've ever done in my life and i fell into the shallow end so like my face didn't get wet but everything else gets wet like everything else was sopping wet and he goes i can't believe you got my white fans all dirty Ew. As I if was he like, wasn't what? fully, fully like 
he could have like messed up like what if you had your phone on you what if you had like a bunch of money on you like who knows what could have happened you don't just push people what if there was an alligator that actually like consumed you fuck your goddamn shoes yeah like his shoes are the last issue I hope that that was the end of the date no so I mean at this point I was like okay I should go home and he's like well let me dry your shoes too. let me well let me so I was like whatever I just really need to go and so and basically gonna wrap it up here because it is uh, it's been going on for a minute and I will say we walked out of the dock and then he picked me up and pushed me against the outside of his house and started making out with me and I hated it and I he kept commenting about how tiny I was and how he could crush me He's like, you're just so small. Like, I could just look how small you are. And I was like, oh my God, I want to go. And yeah, basically, he filled himself a glass of um, whiskey. And I was like, I'm dipping. He's like, don't go. Like, I could just, I could just. And he kept biting my lip. I was bleeding. He was so aggressive. And I, I left. Yeah. Oh my God. Worst date. I, yeah. No, that definitely is a first, worst, worst, first date. Yeah. That shouldn't even be considered a date. It was not. Okay, you just spoke for like 22 minutes. It was a story though. Take a break, take a break. Okay, I will share a worst, what should I do? I guess first worst or worst first drunk story. There's way too many and I think we should make a separate episode for this honestly because I have so many, my friends have so many. Do you first time that you got drunk? Oh. Do you remember? I remember mine. Yeah, so but it wasn't like a cool story. It was just at my friend's house. She just made me like screwdriver with like orange juice and vodka. Mm-hmm. And we just sat in her movie room because she was pretty wealthy. And we just got drunk. So like nothing crazy. But I do want to share my first worst drunk story maybe. This was on my like 20th or 21st or 22nd birthday. They're all a blur to me. I accidentally broke a a handle at my favorite bar I don't know I think I was like back behind the bar like dancing or like talking to the bartender and I was so drunk I couldn't even stand up I was like making crazy like writhing movements like I I was looking insane and I smashed a handle a really really nice bottle of Grey Goose smashed on the floor there was glass everywhere alcohol everywhere and my friend was so embarrassed for me he pulled me away and to top off the situation that could have got me like banned I looked at the bartender right in the eye and threw up in the trash can and the bartender was actually really nice he just like growled under his breath to my friend he was like get her out and we just ran we literally ran for it but it could have been worse but the reason that like sticks out to me is because it's so embarrassing when it's like your favorite bar because you can't can't go go back back. you can't make new memories there you're worried people will remember and more than anything it was just like i'm usually not like a messy drunk i'm usually like fun and crazy and singing and dancing i'm not breaking handles and throwing up so to me like that was a bad bad low moment for me I mean, it builds character, right? Like, now you have the story. And at least you didn't have to pay for the bottle. I know. I'm so That's surprised. what I'm saying. The bartender just yelling, or not even yelling, growling under his breath for us to get out was the That's kindest fine. thing he could have done. Shit, I know. They could have charged you for that whole entire handle. They could have given me a lifetime ban, which would have been worse than just charging me. Honestly, yes. They should have given me a ban. Like, why would you let somebody like that back in? Maybe they did. Have you been back since? Yeah, then? yeah. No, oh, then you're fine. <laughs> fine. Yeah. I, there's just so many embarrassing drunk stories. I but feel what's like one I, that involves you? Because you have a lot of crazy ones with your friends. I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, I do get drunk. Don't get me wrong. But I never, like, 
when I get really drunk, I just like throw up by myself in the bathroom and I just go home. Like I never like stay out and do anything crazy. I mean, maybe there is something crazy, but I just don't remember. There probably is. You probably like went swimming in the recess pool. No, I ax- I chose to go in there and I was sober. Oh, because- so you did go in there. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it's it's a long story. And For I feel people like- that don't know, recess is like a bar in Tally, right? And there's like yeah. a pool in the middle of the bar. It sounds really cool because I, when I first went to FSU, I was like, there's a pool in the club that's dope. And then I quickly realized that that is the most unhygienic thing you could ever do. And only absolute crazies step foot in the pool. Like, yeah. why would you ever? One of my friends jumped in. And got pink eye in yeah. both eyes. It's not the recess pool. It's a cesspool. It's a cesspool. That's what we, they call it. Cesspool. Yeah, as they should. And so um, it was Halloween of 2019 and I was appropriately dressed as a lifeguard and it was cold as fuck. It's always so randomly cold on Halloween. So it was like 40 degrees and, you know, oh, it doesn't get cold. So I was out there and my friend had a table right by the pool and he was like, oh, like, come and meet me. Come and meet me. And I was like, mm, yeah, of course I will, Sam. So I went over and he was dressed as Spider-Man or whatever. And I was so excited to see him. I wasn't even that drunk. I was just so excited to see him. And I was like jumping up and down. I was like, oh my God, Sam. And then my friends were like, Arthi, no. And I was like, what? And I turned around. My ID and my debit card were both floating at the top of the recess pool. And I was like, motherfucker. Did you jump in to get them? No. So, well, maybe. So um, I was like, I can't do it. I'm not getting in that pool. It's so cold. Like, there's no way. And this guy, like, saw what, like, this random guy was like, so, he just saw how much, like, in pain I was. And he's like, I will get it for you. And he was also dressed as a lifeguard. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, thank you so much. That's like high school musical, like a match made in heaven. He put his foot in and he goes, yeah, I'm sorry. That is way too cold and I'm not doing it. I was like, how dare you as a man offering to do something and then pulling out? Like, you're disgusting. And so then I had no choice and um, I had to go in the pool and retrieve my my items. Because I wasn't going to leave my debit card and my ID floating. I know, but there has to be like a a handle or reach or a net. There was not any other way. I had to do it. And everybody in the club was looking at me. They're like, this bitch is so crazy for doing it. And you know what? I was dressed as a lifeguard, so it was appropriate. And so I did it. Is that a drunk story, though? I was sober. Then why so now, are you Because sharing? you brought it up. You brought up the recess pool. And oh, long story short, okay, okay. I retrieved my items and then really embarrassingly, I got out of the pool and I thought I was being all hot. And then that guy, Sam, was like, all right, they have to tell you something. And I was like, what? And he's like, your whole nipple's out. And I was like, oh my God, as if my life couldn't oh get any worse. God. So, yeah. Maybe that's not a drunk story, but that is a worse first oh my God, pool I do story. have a drunk story. It's actually very short because it was very ephemeral. Um, I was pre-gaming to go to happy hour and I got so drunk because I just kept screaming like I'm taking a shot for Alice in Wonderland like one of my favorite DJs obviously she didn't give a fuck she didn't even know I was doing it and I just drank like a really like the small bottle of fireball like the 750 I drank all of that with one other person and we were on the way to happy hour and um I threw up in an uber but I threw up in a bag but then the bag broke but then the bag broke and all the throw up fell on the towel but she still charged me two hundred dollars I was like, baby, you could have cleaned the towel. She was scamming me for real. <laughs> she so. was probably traumatized by the experience. No, fuck her. It was, she had towels laid out on her back seat. Like mm. she knew what was going to happen. And she was like preying on me. She put a faulty bag in there. It already had a hole in it. <laughs> she well, used, you, she probably reused well, someone said, else's vomit bag. I literally was like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to throw up. And my friend was like, oh God. And he asked the driver, hey, do you have a throw up bag? And she goes, yeah, it's over here. And it had a hole in it. She knew. No, I bet your vomit was so acidic. It burned a hole through the bag. <laughs> yeah, I bet okay what about a first worst or worst first breakup 
You can go. I don't think mine's that great. Okay. It's just depressing. Yeah, I know. Let's let's keep it lighthearted and funny. So, okay, this is so savage. I think I told you this. But when I broke up with one of my boyfriends, um, he actually showed up to my house after um, and it was like an hour and a half drive. So it was not like a little simple down the road knock and knock. So he made the road trip and knocked on my door and he brought me like a handwritten letter convincing me to like get back together and a box of Ferrero Rocher, which is my favorite like brand of chocolates. And I was so like disgusted. Like I already had the ick so bad, like hence the breakup. So when I saw him like sitting there all pathetic with the letter and the chocolates, I was like, this is so embarrassing. I could not help but like laugh. It only reaffirms your decision. Exactly. And let's not forget how creepy that is to show up unsolicited. Like that was actually scary. dropped it off and then drove another hour and a half back home. I mean, I think he had to, he didn't have to, but I think he had people in town that he could see. So I hope he did stay. He probably did not. (laughs) Knowing him. Just a three hour trip. Yeah. Knowing him, my sister can vouch that he would do something like that. But the funny part is I... Right after he left my doorstep, I didn't even go back in my house. I walked to my keys. I mean, walked to my car. <laughs> walked to my keys. I walked to my car because I had my keys in my hand. I drove directly to one of my best friend's houses or apartment. I got there and I gave her the chocolates and we both ate them together and we just laughed about the breakup and I gave her the letter and I was like, hey, I'm not going to read this. I'm not going to open the envelope. I'm going to hand it to you and you can do whatever you want with it. And she was like, okay, because I didn't want to, I didn't want to read it, but I also didn't want to throw it away. And so I gave it to her and I actually asked her like a couple of years later, like if she read it, because I was like, oh, it's totally fine if you did. And she was like, no, I didn't want to read it. I felt like it was disrespectful. I left it in the wall of the house. And so. She moved out, so somebody else has that. Oh letter. my god, that is so weird. I know, I know. So, but maybe it'll be like kind of funny, like this old romantic, like yeah, they're gonna parchment think, paper. But little do they know, he's a fucking psychotic human being. I know. Piece of shit. And all I did, I caught a glimpse of the letter, and all I saw was that it was written in cursive. Oh, that's it. And I got such an ick. I was like, you're yeah. at my doorstep. You brought chocolate. You made a handwritten note. It's so over. <laughs> and it's it's literally, he's down horrendous. Okay, yeah. like, that same summer, I would dare, maybe two months later, <laughs> messaged me on Instagram while I was in Europe going through my first in breakup, actually. Ireland, living your in life. Ireland. No, it was in London because I was oh. at the Tate Museum of Art <laughs> when, when I posted a picture of this, um, I took a video of this really cool art piece and if the further, further away you stand, you see something different and the closer you get, you see something different. So I commented and I I said see both sides and I remember this so iconic because he swiped up and he goes speaking of seeing both sides would you like to know what your cunt sister did and I was like holy shit like I don't care dude you're I love so how he took your caption as an opportunity to like speak he his mind he was an opportunist in that moment and he flopped hard okay he thought okay, he was you were to the something. wrong person can you imagine going to someone's sister and saying like you need to hear my side of things I'm like okay short beep let me hear your side of the story of course let me hear how much of a cunt my sister is like yeah like that's that insane. would never happen and that's actually actually so funny because like while she was like going through all of that um little did i know like literally four or five days later after london Your i would turn be, would be up coming with. my turn to be coming because like as we've talked about our lives are literally so similar it's a parallel it is it's so unfortunate um and i got broken up with while i was in italy and Oof. um don't really care to elaborate on that but then funny enough the second time the most recent time i got broken up with this summer was also when i was on vacation so let me just put this out there into the universe 
I, if I get broken up with one more time on vacation, first of all, I'm never going on vacation again. If I ever date somebody, I'm never going on vacation by myself, okay? Yeah. That is a red flag for me on my end. And it's always when I'm on vacation over text. And it's always relationships yeah, it's that last longer a than a year. Call. No, it's like have the decency. Like at least my first boyfriend, he did text me that we were breaking up, but then um, I called him and at least he had the decency to talk to me on the phone. To answer the phone. Yeah, the I know. It was minimum. not that. It was the bare minimum. But my most recent ex literally texted me and I was like, I, I remember uh, I was with her and we, we were at a bar. We were at a bar having the time of our lives. It was 1 a.m. and she got this message. Like, can you imagine like your night after that? Such Honestly, a damper. I took it really well because yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I was gonna break up with him. Let's be honest. But so. still, it's just like the text, the timing. Yeah. And like he, you really thought that was the best time. Here's the crazy part. Okay, here's the selfish part. If you're listening, it was selfish, and let's just agree. We're gonna agree to disagree. You had my location, okay? Ooh. He knew what I was doing. He's like, oh, she's I out. I could not wait. That was calculated. It was. It had to have been. Like, it, there's just no reason for that. Like, yeah. I straight up, like, straight up, I, there's no reason. And here's the thing. My first boyfriend, um, he was like, I was like, oh, like, why, why couldn't you wait until I got back from my trip? Like, I had been saving up. I paid for myself to go to Europe, like, backpacking, like, throughout five countries with my friend. Like, you couldn't wait four more days until I was home and he goes no I really couldn't wait I really couldn't wait I had to do it I hate that you, re- you couldn't just wait just sit on it babe yes you could have it you <laughs> literally could have though you're acting as if like you really could not have there was nothing you, we would have done differently just ignore me for four days exactly Damn. like just don't drop that bo- oh my god the rest of my trip was shambles I know and the crazy thing was my recent ex knew all of that about him and chose to do the exact same thing. That's why I have no sympathy. Because you already heard like what happened. So you could have learned from it. You could have been better. Learn something from this. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. <laughs> How dare you? You learned nothing from this. And guess what? You did the same exact thing to me. You're no better. You're no good or better than him. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, worst first, first worst um, kiss. Didn't we have our Ooh. first kiss in the same place? No. We talked about this recently. No, we didn't. Mine was in a parking lot in front of Panera Bread. <gasps> yes. Same. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Our lives are so parallel. When Wait, was I yours? I hate that. I was like seventeen or sixteen. I was going into my senior year of high school. So, so you were 16. probably sixteen or seventeen. I was sixteen, about to be seventeen. I should have told you that that's how yours was going to be. I'm a prophet because everything that happens <laughs> to me happens to you. So I could have predicted that. I will say though, our second. Everything was lined up, like, straight up the exact same, but this most recent, our exes, the way that things ended was different. Couldn't couldn't be more polar opposite. Couldn't be the most but opposite. But we both went on a break. I'm, we I'm manifesting was, that something will happen to you similarly. Not where, with that man, though. No, 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 no. But something good. Something really, really good. Thank you. Everyone who's listening to the pod, um, I feel like I'm about to enter my flop era, so keep me in your thoughts, your prayers, your manifestation, your crystals. Yeah, you know what comes you after in. a flop era? A bop era. <laughs> exactly. Wait, that was so good. I, I'm tired of riding the high highs and low lows, though, straight up. Like, I'm, I'm tired of flopping. Okay, well, it won't be an actual flop. It'll just be a little bit of, like, a lull. A lull. I'm a in lull. the lull. Guys, manifest good things for me. Yeah. Anyway. Write it down, prayer circle. Wait, I wanted to ask, what's your worst, first worst vacation? Have you had a bad vacation? Um, Not I, the breakups, but a no, vacation. No, I, I have... It wasn't a bad vacation by any means. It was just a, I, it was just like not a great vacation. We Did anything to, like really bad happen? Not really. My friends are actually like really like when we're on vacation at least, 
we have no drama. Like, there's never any drama, which I, I really love traveling with my friends for that reason. But we went to Maine and, like, we did... I, not we, but, you know. Some people didn't plan it really well. Maybe I can take some part in that. I don't know. But all of the ski, like, slopes were closed. Like, it was literally blizzarding. Like, it, we did nothing, essentially. Okay. We wasted, like, so nothing dollars. traumatic. No, nothing okay, traumatic. Okay. My friends are cool. Well, I'll talk about some trauma. Um, <laughs> my worst vacation ever, hands down, Cuba. I'm so glad I went. You had so many good stories from So there. glad I went. The bad might outweigh the good. Mm. The fact... I have to lower my voice because I'm ashamed of this. Okay. The fact that I hooked up with my Airbnb host... You know, is iconic. one of the most disgusting things. Camp. Literally. Oh my God. I just feel sinful saying it because... I bet he does it to all of his tenants. Which is so much worse. Like, I was one of many. Like, I hate that. Like, I wasn't even, like, the one. I was one of many, which is disgusting. You did that to yourself. And he had children and a wife. No. Okay. So, I don't want to harp on that too much because, honestly, it makes me feel like I need to take a shower. (laughs) Like, I'm disgusted. That's disgusting. But the fact that I also sat in a tattoo parlor in someone's living room. And I was so close to getting a tattoo on my lip that said, let go and let God. Like, how could that have happened? How could that have happened? And I was right there. And the only reason I stopped is because I looked and out of the corner of my eye, I saw a grown man sobbing as he was getting his bicep tattooed. And I was like, that'll do it. You know, that TikTok sound that's like, that'll do it. No. Okay. Well, that will do it because I saw him sobbing and it was a silent sob. He was sitting there all tough and he had a tear scrolling down. Wait, not scrolling. What's the word? Falling. Okay, clearly you were overcome with emotion. <laughs> okay, essentially it was a horrible, horrible trip. There's things that I cannot even name that happened. So what I shared, just nothing know. can be worse than the Hey Arnold. Oh, just know that. That's, yeah, you know nothing can be worse. But if I'm gonna be honest, this is a close second. I'm not gonna utter the things that happened on the pod. But just know, this was one of the scariest, craziest vacations I've ever taken. And now people can't even go there. So, you know, thanks for the Cuban yeah, cigars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I brought back some cigars and some rum, so. Yeah. Authentic. Um, <laughs> honestly, we've had a lot of first, worst, worst, first, whatever you fuck you want to call it. I've actually kept the cursing and the craziness to a very minimum. Thank you for that. It's, I mean, nothing will be like the Helen Keller episode. I think it really comes out when I'm by myself because I have to entertain, you know? Like, and I feel like you, like no one is here to talk you off the ledge when you're by yourself. Like you just get consumed with like anger and like violence. You know, Pensacola parking garage. So <laughs> anyway, I guess we're going to wrap it up because I seem to have taken half of this podcast episode talking about my traumatic date experience. <laughs> But it had to have been said, you know? That's why I had I mean, this platform. I mean, it was full of twists and turns. Like, I could not have predicted the airport. No. And, you know, it, when, just when you think it's not going to get worse, hey, guess what it does? And then you get pushed into a lake, and then that's the end. Actually, it wasn't. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm actually really bittersweet. As much as I am not going to miss her, I definitely will miss you and your oh, energy. We're talking about me again. Yeah, but I'm not going to miss your stomping, your chewing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at least the things that you won't miss about me are, like, trivial, like, actions and not, like, genuine, like, personality traits. Yeah, nothing. There's no problem with you there. We're good. (laughs) We're straight. Thanks. Um, But, yeah, keep her in your thoughts, prayers, (laughs) crystals, manifestations. She's moving to ATL Ho, and I'm scared (laughs) for her. Um, She might get snatched by somebody in, 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 oh, Sorry, in one of those um, <laughs> one of those baths, 
the Korean bathhouses, you know? Oh, yeah. She almost got trafficked at one in Atlanta. Yep. So, you know, keep her in your thoughts. A rapper might steal me. No, that's not. Oh. That's not going to happen. Keep it in anyway, your Thanks for joining us. Um, hope you guys don't have worse verse, verse worse, but I'm sure that you do. So think about that. Don't let us know <laughs> or let me know. Um, yeah, also, I have um, an email uh, at the head empty podcast at gmail.com. You know, some of my friends actually emailed. I, I said that I would check it all the time, but actually I never do. And then I checked it and one of my friends emailed me and was like, loving the pod. Keep it up, babe. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, you're amazing. And I love that. So <clears throat> again, that's at the head empty podcast at gmail.com. Thanks. I hope you guys have a great week and um, we love you. Bye. Be on your cuntiest behavior. <laughs> Bye.